Good morning to all of those that are online with us. The Lord is expecting us to give praises this morning. Aren't you glad to be in the house of the Lord? Do you have a reason to praise this morning? Did he put breath in your body? Did he start you out on your way this morning? Oh, I think you can do a little bit better than that. Can't you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. To those of you that are joining us online, you have now entered into worship. And this is the day that the Lord has made. And I am going to rejoice and be glad. We're going to have as much fun as we did yesterday. Amen. Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, you let us see another fourth Sunday. A day that we recognize and commune that you died for us, that you shed your blood for us. And we're so glad that you rose, giving us salvation, giving us forgiveness, just like we studied in Sunday school lesson this morning about how you gave Peter forgiveness. And then you have charged us, God, that we are to feed your sheep. God, we ask you this morning to let us open our hearts so that we can receive your word. So that when we leave this place, we will be able to feed your sheep. God, we thank you for the opportunity to fellowship. We don't consider it to be too much of a sacrifice to get up out of our beds and come to your house to worship because you charged us that we should not forsake ourselves to assemble one with another. And God, we are just glad to be in the house of the Lord one more time. Oh, Lord, we thank you. Thank you right now. And now, Lord, as we welcome our children to sing praises as we receive each other fellowshipping one with another as we take in the message that the pastor is giving us today let it nourish our spirits let it get down inside of us so that we can go and tell a dying world that the wages of sin is death but the gift of God is eternal life and we will ever give you all the praises. It is in the precious name of Jesus. And every saint say amen, amen, and amen. And now our children are going to lead us. And Lord, I lift your name on high. Let us sing praises to God.
Morning, K Chapel family. Today's scripture is coming from John chapter 21, verse 9, and it reads like this. As soon as then, as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish lay thereon, and bread. Jesus said unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, and hundred and fifty and three. For all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus said unto them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus shewed himself to his disciples. After that, he was risen from the dead. Let us now bow for a word of prayer. God, our Father, God, our Creator. God, we come now in this moment of stillness. We come now in this moment of submission, thanking you for everything that you've done for us. God, we thank you that we were able to rest last night. We thank you that we were able to rise this morning to come into the house of the Lord to give you worship. God, we pray that as we continue to go out throughout this worship service, that you will give us the strength, the capacity, and everything that we need to worship you. God, we pray that you look over those who are sick. We look over that you look over those who are in need, God. We pray that you fulfill every need that they stand in need of. God, we pray for our pastor. We pray that you give him the strength to continue to lead this church to greater heights in your name. God, we pray now that uh, as we celebrate family and friends, that God, you are our friend. God, we thank you that you are the greatest friend that we could ever have in this life. For that, God, we give you praise. And so, God, the last thing that we ask is that you keep us in perfect peace as we keep our minds stayed on you, God. And so, God, as we worship today, giving your name all the praise, God, please bless us and our families. Bless us so that we may continue to live this life according to your will. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus, keep me If you can help me say in the cross, in the cross.
cross. In. Come on and sing it like the old church singing. In. Oh, me. My glory, my glory, my glory. time in the cross in oh in the cross in the cross be yeah 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 of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Amen. Happy family and friends day weekend to you. Good to see each of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. We thank God for this day. Amen. God has been good to us. God has been good to me. God has been good to you. You can't hide it. You look too good. You can't hide it. You can't hide it. I see these smiles. I see healthiness. I see wholeness. I see families. I see friends. God is just good and greatly to be praised. Amen. 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 Listen, while you're in the clapping mood, go ahead and show some love to the deaconess in our Sunday school for yesterday's family day. Amen. The community festival. Come on, y'all. Did y'all have a good time or what? Amen. Amen. Food trucks were on the street and... Amen. Games and food and fun. What a great time we had. Amen. So to all of the deaconess, all of the Sunday school, and everybody who played a part in putting on yesterday's uh, family festival, we thank God for your hard work. Stuff like that don't just happen, y'all. People have to plan and put forth a lot of effort and a lot of time and a lot of coordination to pull something like that off. And we thank you. Uh, for the wonderful job that you did. Now, I know it didn't go off without a hitch. There were some glitches here. There were some issues there, but we still had a good time. Amen. We still had a good time. Amen. And so hats off to our deaconess and to our Sunday school and the deacons and everybody who played a part in yesterday's family and community festival. Listen, I want to remind you that next Saturday, next Saturday, we still have our Nate Ruffin 5K run. Next Saturday, this 5K run. Amen. Anybody with Nate Ruffin, stand to your feet now so they can see you. Anybody with, amen. All of Nate Ruffin, amen. But yeah, bless them right now because they're doing incredible work. The Nate Ruffin Scholarship Committee does incredible work throughout the year, not just during this time of year. But if you need to register for the 5K run, I'm sure if you see any one, any one of these persons who are standing up right now, they will get you the information that you need. They told me you can walk, run, or be pushed across the finish line. Amen. 
Amen. They will come and get a car and push you across however they need to get you there. Amen. And then, and then we ain't going to tell on you. You can take a picture and act like we ain't gonna tell. We ain't gonna tell. You got. We can put some water on you. You be sweating and everything else. You can act like that's between you and your God. Amen. Amen. But but please, by all means, we want you to register, get get be a part of the 5K run. Wonderful things at the Nate Ruffin Scholarship Committee. Listen. Let me also ask all of our seniors. Be reminded, seniors who are members of K Chapel, you qualify just by being a member of K Chapel to to submit your application to receive one of the scholarships, one of these Nate Ruffin scholarships. Now, a little birdie told me, I ain't going to shame nobody, but a little birdie told me that as of today, none of our K Chapel seniors have submitted scholarships, have submitted applications. Now, it would be a shame to let all that money go to students who are not members of K. Now, listen, we don't have a problem doing that because we already give scholarships to non-members. So we do that already. But we ought to have one or two three or four K-Chapel members, amen. So, 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 so parents, seniors, I want to appeal to you first. Seniors, if you're graduating, get your application in for the Nate Ruffin Scholarship. Parents, if you know your seniors have not done that, listen, they, they got some book money out there. It's going to help them get their books. It's going to help them get their mattress covers and, and, and all that other stuff that they got to get when they go to college, amen. And so we want to make sure some of our K-Chapel students uh, receive those scholarships as well. Will you do that for us? Amen. Deadline is April 30th. That's next week, y'all. April 30th is coming up, so you got to get it in quickly. This afternoon, the Mississippi Valley State University Choir will be in concert right here at 4 p.m. Anybody from the Valley here? Anybody from the Valley here? Amen. I see you got on red socks and green shirt. You Valley down. You for real. Amen. Valley to the heart. Amen. So Mississippi Valley State is going to be here this afternoon at 4 p.m., Remember high school seniors if remember seniors if you're looking for a scholarship to Mississippi Valley State if you can hold a note come and sing you can get an audition today and possibly leave here with a scholarship amen possibly I'm, I, I can't guarantee it but possibly amen all things are possible didn't say it would happen amen but it's possible that you might get a scholarship amen Amen, amen. And then next Sunday, y'all, I told y'all last Sunday, next Sunday, we're going to be honoring our own brother Beret Thickpin for the 40-plus years serving as our minister of music. Yeah, you did it. You've done a marvelous job, and we're going to celebrate and honor brother Beret Thickpin for all that he has done. God is great and greatly to be praised. Listen, let us hear from our program committee for our volunteer of the month, and then Sister Carolyn White will come. Uh, also with more information for us. So will you come now, volunteer uh, committee, I'm sorry, program committee, and Sister Carolyn White, are you here? Carolyn? Oh, okay. Car well, amen, you're doing it all. Thank you. God bless you. Amen. And if you spend yourself on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like noonday. Isaiah 58.10. Good morning, K Chapel family and friends. Today, as part of the National Volunteer Month, we honor the Billy Broomfield Men's Shelter with the Feed My Sheep Award. The Feed My Sheep Award is given in recognition of those that assist others in caring nourishments for their physical as well as spiritual needs. These individuals or groups help the homeless, 
the less fortunate, those experiencing temporary situations or needs. They offer prayer, hope, and affection during difficult times. Being homeless in this in our city is a harsh reality faced by hundreds of people. Therefore, shelters like Billy Brookfield are so desperately needed. This emergency shelter for homeless men is so important, they can get safe shelter, showers, hot meals, a drug and alcohol rehabilitation program, and a supportive community at the shelter. Also, men with medical disabilities can find support and a stable place to live as they navigate state and federal requirements to receive benefits and permanent housing. The director of Billy Broomfield Shelters is visiting with us today, Mr. Reggie w Wiggins. Mr. Wiggins, your agency work is valuable to this city and the homeless population. Shelters like yours really change the world, especially in our immediate communities. Mr. Wiggins, will you join me, please? Chapel Missionary Baptist Church at this uh, plaque, I am pleased to express our gratitude to your agency for the outstanding service you're providing to our community throughout the year. The plaque reads, K Chapel Feed My Sheep Award, presented to Billy Broomfield Community Shelter for providing services to the homeless and less fortunate. Sunday, April 23rd, 2023, K Chapel Baptist Church, Reverend Reginald M. Buckley, Senior Pastor. that you have a need for towels and bed linens. We have an additional gift of towels and sheets in the back for you to pick up after today's service. We send a heartfelt thank you to your staff and the volunteers for all that they do. And may God's grace and mercy go with you. May he continue to bless you more abundantly for blessing, being a blessing to so many of you. Listen, what a marvelous ministry the Billy Brumfield Shelter is. Amen? A marvelous ministry. A wonderful service that they provide uh, to people throughout the city of Jackson. And I, I, I want to ask us to do, uh, I want to ask us to do one more thing. One more thing. One more thing. Come on. Y'all feel good, right? It's family and friends day. This is a friend, right? Can we bless our friend with more than towels and sheets? I want to do a special offering. Can we do that today? Can we do a special offering for the Billy Brumfield Shelter? Amen. And we want to bless them. We want to bless them real, real good. Amen. Can we do that? Dig deep, y'all, because what we do, what we do, what we do will bless somebody who's in need. And listen. The Bible, that song we used to sing said, it could have been me. Outdoors, no food, no clothes. I wish y'all would come on and talk to me in here. Yeah, it, it could have been you. 
but for the grace of God, it would have been you. And so we ought to thank God through our getting. Now, I know this wasn't scheduled, but I don't think our deacons would mind. Deacons, are we all right with this? I don't think our deacons would mind if we blessed the Billy Broomfield Shelter. Amen. By K Chapel. Is that all right? Come on, let's do that real quick. Let's do that real quick. Can we do a little thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me? Listen, ushers, I know you hadn't done this in a while. I need y'all to roll with me on this, all right? Get those trays, get those trays, get those trays, get those baskets, get them out the closet. Amen. Amen. We're going to bless Billy Broomfield real good today. We're going to bless Billy Broomfield real good today. Listen, if you're online and you want to be a blessing, go ahead, go ahead and tag your gift. Uh, let them know that you're giving to Billy Brumfield. We want to bless them real good. The work that they do, it's outstanding. And it's a, it's, a, it's, a, a, it's a service that they provide oftentimes with bare bones necessities. But we're going to help and make sure that they get that done. Amen? Amen. Ushers, come on and help us out. Tragedies are commonplace. Yeah. Come on, vet. Come on, vet. Come on up here and sing. Come on up here and sing. Slipping away. Come on, come on. If that one don't work, you can get in this one. I don't care. I don't mind. Come on, come on. Vet, come on over here. Vet, come on over here. Vet, come over here. Come over here. Tragedies are commonplace. All types of diseases, people are slipping away. Economies down, people can't get enough pay. But as for me,
Thank you for that impromptu. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Father, we do thank you for who you are and all that you do. God, we pray now that this small offering would be used to do mighty things for people who need it most. We thank you, Lord, for this ministry of Billy Brumfield the services that they provide day after day after day. And Lord, we thank you now for letting us be a part, an extension of love, grace, and mercy. We thank you, Lord, and we pray this prayer in Jesus' name and for his sake. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. Let the, let the uh, finance committee get that up for him and just put it in Billy Brumfield's hand. Amen. Bless you. Appreciate you. Thank you for that. Good morning, K Chapel. Well, it's tithes and offering time. Chapel app. 
And for those of you who are working with us on live stream, you too can give by utilizing the number on your screen. So, how much you give, or whichever way you decide to give, we do encourage you to do so without grudgingly or out of necessity. <laughs>
May we bow our heads. Oh, Lord, we give with great joy this morning. May you bless this offering so that it will be used for the betterment of your kingdom. God continues to extend your love through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Good morning, K Chapel. As I told you last week, sickness is a part of life that can be difficult to experience. But during our physical struggles, we must remember that God's abiding presence is always with us. Psalm 41 verse 3 says, The Lord sustains them on their sickbed and restores them from their bed of illness. Let us continue to pray for all of our bereaved family, the Cheatham and the Foster family. Sister Faye Foster lost her husband, Brother Charles Foster. The funeral service for Brother Foster will be held on Saturday, April 29th at 11 o'clock a.m. here at K Chapel. We have in the hospital, nursing home, or in rehab, Brother Ira Roberts, Brother John Johnson, Sister Christy Wright-Jones, Sister Gloria Greer, Sister Jackie Simmons, Deaconess Minnie Ellis, and Brother Benny Larry. We have recovering at home, Reverend Leroy Harrington, Sister Bunny Scott, Brother Jeff Simmons, Sister Shirley Cozy, Sister Irene Shepherd, Brother Walter Cheatham, Sister Cynthia Buchanan, Sister Deborah Letbetter, Sister Wilma Jean Chaffee, Brother Kelvin Roselle, Brother John Sanders, Brother Aaron Thompson Sr., Sister Marilyn Langford, Sister Anita Shaw, Brother Levi McBride, Brother Al Levy, Sister Shirley Swims, Brother Al Buchanan, Brother Sammy Henderson, and Sister Dorothy Jones. We also, and we're going to ask you to continue to pray for Mrs. Janet Sherrod, the daughter of Sister Pearl Hopper, and Miss Carolyn Jackson, the sister of Sister Linda McKenzie Wilson, both of Montgomery, Alabama. And being this is family day, being this is family day, I know you're going to go out somewhere today, somewhere, and eat as a family. Remember all these people in your prayers. And as you travel during the week, pray when you can. Visit where you can, and each day do what? Amen. God bless you. I'm sorry, I'm reading. I'm, I'm getting messages as I come up, so I need to make sure we're getting, we got everything right. All right. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Listen, um, it's Fourth Sunday, and of course we celebrate communion on Fourth Sunday. We thank God for family and friends that we can come and celebrate uh, after the conclusion of the sermon. We will have communion together. What marvelous way to end Family and Friends Day, but by celebrating Jesus Christ living in the lives of our hearts and our families and our friends, our community. So we want to prepare your mind. Go ahead and start preparing your mind for that. Amen? Because that's going to be
capstone of Family and Friends Day. That's the highlight of Family and Friends Day. Amen. 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 So good to see our friend, Marshawn Christmas. Good to see you and your wife, Eva. Both are running for office this, this uh, election cycle. So we thank God for your presence on this morning as well. Because it's fourth Sunday, of course, we don't open up for politicians to speak to the audience. But we thank you for worshiping with us. Amen. 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 Listen, I also got note this morning. My God, Senator Frazier, Sister Frazier, God bless you. Good to see you all here as well. Amen. God bless you. Amen. We always thank God for them being with us. They're like part of K Chapel. And what better day to be here than on Family and Friends Day. Amen. We thank God for your presence as well. This, I, got, I got a note this morning. I got a note this morning that one of our own was recognized. And I, we want to recognize him. He's on duty right now outside. But I was told that Brother Steve Collins uh, was recognized as Deputy of the Year for Hines County. Amen. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. We thank God for that. Thank God for that. Steve Collins. Amen. He, he's outside, so when you go outside and you see those blue lights, amen, y'all congratulate him. Congratulate him. Deputy of the Year, one of our own deacons, Deacon Steve Collins. Amen. Amen. God bless you. God keep you in our, is our prayer. Well, Family and Friends Day, y'all, oh, oh, Lord, I'm going to get out the way because all three of these can sing. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Can I say thank you for embracing me and for embracing my daughter as we find our way in our new home? When I tell you I'm excited about being here, I get excited Monday night <laughs> about Sunday night. Can I tell you that I feel safe when I'm in here? Can I say, Pastor, thank you? I feel safe when I'm in here. So today, family and friends, I feel safe in the master's arms, but I feel safe with you. Sing with me and pray with me. Because the Lord is my shepherd,
to celebrate the safety the safety this that we have in Christ Jesus I'm safe in the Savior's arm come what may in life I'm safe in the master's arm through the storm and through the rain I'm safe I wish I had two or three witnesses out before I'm safe in his arms, lightning may flash, thunder may roll, winds may blow, but I'm safe. I might get sick, but I'm safe.
you, John 21, John 21, safe in his arms, John 21. My God, my God. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I feel the spirit of the Lord in this place. John 21, John 21, beginning with verse number nine. My God, I feel like preaching right now. John 21, verse nine. As soon then as they were come to land, they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid thereon and bread. Jesus saith unto them, Bring of the fish which ye have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to land full of great fishes, a hundred and fifty and three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Jesus saith unto them, Come and dine. None of the disciples durst ask him, Who art thou, knowing that it was the Lord? Jesus then cometh and taketh bread and giveth them, and fish likewise. Now, this was now the third time that Jesus showed himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. I want to talk simply from the subject this morning, soul food. soul food oh soul food it, 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 it was the late 90s when the hit movie soul food came out I'm glad you remember that perhaps perhaps it was such a hit because it is so relatable in that on the screen, we saw glimpses and images, perhaps even of our own families. We saw characters who reminded us of people in our own families. We saw situations that reminded us of situations in our own families. And the common denominator, though, that seemed to keep the family together, even though divorce and Death and difficult moments were a part of that family situation. What kept them coming together or what kept them together was them coming together around the dinner table. Uh, Mama, the matriarch of the family, every Sunday she, she fixed that meal uh, that caused the table to have bow legs and put so much on the, y'all know what I'm talking about, a bow-legged table. It's, it's got fish and, and fried chicken and greens and everything soul food that you could imagine. Mama would fix that. And, and, and the beautiful thing in that movie that it relayed was that everybody had a seat at the table. Well, 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 almost. Everybody. There was Uncle Pete. Y'all remember Uncle Pete? Uh, Uncle Pete never came to the table. In fact, they always sent his plate to his bedroom. Uh, some of us got our Uncle Pete. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The, the, the one, yeah. The, anyway, so, so almost everybody, but, 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 but everybody else had a seat at the table. Even family members who had been missing had a seat at the table. Those who had been struggling had a seat at the table. 
those whose lives weren't altogether right could still come by. And if they didn't sit at the table, there was a plate waiting for them to take with them because that was soul food. You missed it. It wasn't the food that was soul food. It was having a seat at the table that fed the soul. <laughs> Being accepted was food for the soul. Being forgiven was food for the soul. Being affirmed was food for the soul. Being reminded that you mattered was food for the soul. Always having a place at the table when you didn't act like you belonged at the table was food, wish I had a witness in here, for the soul. And I think that on this family and friends day that a lot of families could use some soul food. Oh, stay with me. I'm not talking about your greens right now. I'm not, I'm not talking about your yams and your fried chicken or your cornbread. I'm not talking about your mac and cheese, your pork chops, the peach cobbler, nor the banana pudding, all that is good. But, but the real food that feeds the soul of humanity is not food that you put in your stomach. It's the food that touches the heart. It's the food that ministers to the soul. It's the food of forgiveness, the food of acceptance, the food of affirmation. We could use some soul food. Yeah. Let me suggest to you that God gave us family and friends to be food for our soul. Family and friends are good for the soul in that they give the nurture and the nourishment needed for fruitful and fulfilling life moments. Without family and without friends, life would be mundane and meaningless experiences. When something big happens in your life, think about it. Who do you want to share that with? Family and friends. When something's going bad in your life, who do you want to call? Family or friends. When you got a promotion, who do you first want to tell? Family or friends. And when life comes into an end, who shows up? Yeah. Not all those folk you're trying to impress. They ain't going to be here. All them folk you're trying to get to be your friend, they ain't going to be here. All them clubs you're trying to get into after all the initiation done, they ain't going to be there. Which is family. Wish I had a witness in here. Family and friends will walk with you through thick and thin. Family and friends will walk through hellfire even when things are going. Family and friends. Thank God for family and friends because they are God-given food for the human soul. Jesus. Jesus understood something about soul food even though he was a Jew. He understood something about soul food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he taught meaningful lessons with soul food. Uh, shared meaningful moments with family and friends around the dinner table with some soul food. Now, as a Jew, he was not smacking down on pork chops. They didn't smoke any ribs. They didn't have any ham hocks in their greens. No, they couldn't get down like that. Uh, a typical diet. 
typical diet for people during Jesus' day consisted of fried and dried, fresh and dried fruits and stewed vegetables and breads made from wheat and barley. And, and every now and then they would have some fish. And on special occasions, well-to-do families would have a lamb or a, a fatted calf slaughtered. Well-to-do families. But around these mostly modest meals, Jesus served up his own rendition of soul food. Luke captures some of these meals in this gospel. In Luke chapter 5, Jesus accepts an invitation from Matthew to eat dinner with him and a house full of crooks and thieves. Talking about soul food. In Luke 7, he ate dinner with Simon the Pharisee during which a sinful woman enters the house and interrupts the conversation seeking forgiveness for her sins and he gave her some soul food. In Luke 10, he ate with Mary and Martha and Lazarus and invites Martha to not be consumed with all that needed to be set at the table and take some time and not be so busy and bothered by everything else and sit down at the master's feet at Marywood and he gave her some soul food. Y'all see where I'm going with this. In Luke 11, he ate with the Pharisees and challenged them to rethink what it meant to be cleansed so that all of their emphasis was not put on the outside of a vessel, but rather on the inside of a vessel and gave them some soul food. In Luke 19, he invites himself to a meal with Zacchaeus and says, I got to eat with you today. And he gives him the answers to the most necessary questions of repentance and restitution and redemption and gives Zacchaeus, that wee little man up in a tree, some soul food. Oh, shucks. And then in Luke 22, he eats a Passover meal with his disciples, revealing that he, in fact, is the Passover lamb, and they would have to eat of his flesh and drink of his blood, and he gives them some... Give them soul food. Things that will build their spirit and minister to their soul. But it's in this text, John's gospel, where we see this resurrected Jesus. Now, two weeks after Easter. You had to have been here last week to get that. <laughs> two weeks after Easter, Jesus is continuing in this tradition of family, friends, and food. Today's text is a shared meal that Jesus has with his disciples after his resurrection that serves as a moment when Jesus serves up this soul food that would minister to the needs and the conditions of the disciples' minds and hearts. Jesus is walking along the seashore. Watch it, y'all. And he calls out to his disciples who had decided to go fishing. They had fished all night long. The Lord calls out to them while they're still in their boats and asks them, have you caught anything? They say, no. Have you caught anything? They say, no. Let, let me stop right there. See, because, because, because I believe that what Jesus makes is a very intentional question. They had been professional fishermen in their former lives. Jesus called them from the life of fishing for fish to be fishers of men. When Jesus had been crucified, buried, and resurrected, my brothers and sisters, reports of him were circulating that he had been resurrected. And rather than them moving forward and preaching the gospel, they decided to move back and 
and go fishing. They took their boats and their nets and went to fish. And Jesus basically asked them, so how's that working? I called you from fishing, made you fishers of men. You decided you go back to what I call you from. So tell me, how's that working for you? Don't, don't trip on the disciples because some of us have done that very same thing. Jesus has called us from stuff. We went back to stuff. And then Jesus has to ask us this question, how's that working for you? I deliver you from that nutcase and you went back to that nutcase. How's that working for you? I brought you from that foolishness. You went back to that foolishness. How's that working for you? Have you caught anything? I, I, I gave you a new life. You went back to your old life. So tell me, how's that working for you? He asked them a question that they have to acknowledge that in their answer, it isn't working. We hadn't caught anything. See, whenever you try to do something different from what the Lord told you to do, or commanded you to do, or instructed you to do, and then you try to make a way for yourself to do what you want to do, don't be surprised if your net comes up empty. How's that working for you? We hadn't caught anything. Jesus tells him, okay, here, here's what you do. Throw your net on the other side. When he throw that net on the other side, you know what happens. The net is filled with fish, so much so that they had to drag the net to the land, to the shore. When they open the net, there's 153 fish in the net, but the net does not break, which is different than what happened before. This same thing happened before when Jesus called Peter. He said, launch out into the deep. Peter's net broke. This time the net does not break. Jesus said, listen, when you're dealing with me, I got a net. Y'all ain't talking to me in here. Your, 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 your safety net will break, but I got a safety net that it won't break. It can handle whatever you can hold. Uh, all right, here it is, here it is. And, 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 and this suggests to us today that whatever we're doing, we ought to stick with Jesus. Mm. Here's what it suggests. It suggests that you can be out all night toiling, trying to get, watch this, what Jesus already has. You're you trying to find peace and it's already in Christ. You're you trying to find love and it's already in Christ. You're you trying to find hope and Bailey already told you it's already in Christ. There is hope. Stop deciding to do your own thing when situations don't seem to go the way you want them to go and stay and stick with Jesus. So here it is. Jesus is now cooking fish. Before they even get there, watch it, Sam. Jesus is already cooking fish. Don't miss that. They're coming with fish. I told you whatever you're looking for, he already got it. 
They're coming with their fish. Jesus is already cooking fish and then says to them, come on and eat with me. You, 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 you've been toiling all night trying to get what I already got. You, you've been working all night trying to get what I already got. And if you just come and sit with me. So here are three things and I'm done. So you can go get you something. Somebody got it. Somebody got it. Somebody got it. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Deaconess said, we ate yesterday. Y'all know. Y'all know we're doing it different. Amen. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Jesus begins to break bread with them, and in doing so, he gives three things. He gives to the disciples food for the hungry soul. He gives to Peter food for the hurting soul, and he gives to us food for the hunting soul. Here it is. I'm going to run through them. Stay with me. Here it is. Food for the hungry. So they fished all night. They haven't eaten anything. They're physically tired, naturally hungry. Jesus invites them to come and eat with him. Come and eat with me. They are hungry, hungry for answers. They are hungry for understanding because of Jesus' resurrection. They don't understand what's going on and what it all means. They are hungry for affirmation of their ministry and what they are to do next. They are hungry for directions and how they are to proceed. They, they don't just have hungry stomachs, but they have soul hunger. <laughs> soul hunger. They need some bread from heaven for man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth. I wish I had some Bible readers in here. They needed bread for their soul and I need you to know this morning that Jesus is that bread. He will satisfy your soul's hunger. Somebody this morning has been looking for answers to life and searching for understanding to things that don't make sense and why did this happen and what does this mean and why did God let me go through this thing and deal with that situation and live through that tragedy and your soul is hungry for some answers, answers to life's problems, answers to life's issues. Your soul is hungry. God, what does this mean? Jesus is food for the hungry soul. That's what God was teaching the Hebrew people when they were wandering through the wilderness and after leaving Egyptian slavery. God rained manna down from heaven each and every morning and all the Hebrew children had to do was just get up. All they had to do was just wake up. Don't miss that. You, you're going through a wilderness right now. And I stopped by to tell you to get through your wilderness. All you got to do is just keep getting up. Just refuse to die. Keep waking up. Keep getting up and seeing that God will give you brand new mercies each and every morning. Every morning they got up, there was manna on the ground. Every morning they got up, there was bread on the ground. Every morning they got up, there was new mercies, new manna, new bread. Every morning they got up. this family and friends day I want you to know that God knows the hunger of your soul and every day he offers himself as that bread of heaven wake up and receive morning by morning new mercies new manna new bread bread of heaven bread of heaven feed me till I want <sighs> number two here it is food food for the hurting soul Peter Peter has a complicated story Peter, Peter denied Christ. 
after he said, I'll never do it. Oh, don't look down your nose at Peter. A lot of us have been in that same way. A lot of us are in that same situation. Where we made promises and we meant what we said when we said what we said. And yet we did the very thing that we said we would never do. Come on and talk to me if you can. Peter said, Lord, I'll never deny you. Jesus said, yeah, I know your heart. I know what you mean. I know your mouth is saying, but I know what your flesh is going to do. Before the cock crows, you will have done three times what you said you will never have done one time. And Peter did exactly that. Peter, you got to understand, was on his way to becoming a great leader. He was becoming, he was on the inner circle with with Jesus. He, 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 was, he was on the Mount of Transfiguration with Jesus. He, he was in that inner circle. Though The big three. Peter was in the big three. But it seems that everything Peter was becoming came to a crashing end when Peter denied Jesus. Three times when given the opportunity to align himself with the Lord, Peter said, I don't know him. Peter was the first shaggy. It wasn't me. I saw you with it. It wasn't me. You got to be a 90s baby to get that. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I saw you with it. It wasn't me. I saw you in the garden with him, Pat. It wasn't me. Three times Peter said, you got the wrong guy. But, but don't think that Peter had a clear conscience. For the Bible says that when Jesus locked eyes with Peter, that he wept bitterly. It hurt Peter's heart that he denied Jesus. And he went out and wept bitterly because of it. He felt the guilt of what he had done. He didn't make light of the transgression. He didn't make light of the... It hurt him. And it hurt up until this very moment when Jesus has a word with Peter. It's been in our Sunday school lesson this morning. It's been what, what's been read. It's been what we gave the Feed Our Sheep Award. It's exactly what Jesus says. Peter, do you love me? You know I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Feed my sheep. Now, Jesus could have had this discussion in private. But the suggestion of the text is that he had it in public. He has, after breakfast is over, he turns to Peter and asks these three questions. Do you love me? One question three times. Do you love me? I believe he does that because he needs for the disciples to hear how broken Peter was. He needs the disciples to know that if Jesus could forgive him, that they need to forgive him also. He needed the disciples to hear that if Jesus was big enough 
to say, I'm going to affirm you and accept you and allow you to keep on becoming what you are becoming, then disciples, don't you hold this against him. And so three times, the same number of times that he denied him, Jesus gave him the same number of opportunities to declare his love for him. Do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. It was important for this soul food for Peter's sake, for he had a hurting soul. His soul hurt from the wrong he had done. It hurt that he had lied, that he had lied on Jesus. It hurt for the pain that he had caused. And Jesus says, I know it hurt you, but don't let this stop you from becoming. I know you're hurt by it. Don't let it stop you from becoming. I know you messed up. Don't let that stop you from becoming. Peter, when you preach, thousands are going to be saved. Don't let that stop you from becoming. Peter, you're going to write epistles and they're going to become a part of the holy book. Don't let this stop you from Somebody right now this morning has been carrying guilt around for years and you've let that thing stop you from Lord sent me by here to tell you, let go of that shame. Let go of that guilt. Let go of that thing that's held you back. And every time you try to move on, the devil reminds you of how you messed up and the mistake that you made and, and try to keep you out of, psych you out of ever becoming. Third, and I'm done. Here it is. <laughs> Get this. <clears throat> and we're done. There is food <clears throat> for the hunting soul. You got to read a little further in the text. Verse 19, here it is, and I'm done. It says, this spake he signifying by what death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he saith unto him, follow me. Here it is, finished. Jesus says to Peter, that which he had initially said when he called Peter, two words, follow me. Isn't it interesting that Jesus' instruction in the beginning were the same as they were. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. If it was good up here, it's good over there. That, that's, why, that's why that song says, give me that old time religion. It was good enough for mama. It's good enough. Wish I had a witness in here. He said, follow me. Follow me. I told you this when I brought you out of fishing. Now, keep on following me. Those two words bring to question. My brothers and sisters, as I close this little sermon, what are you seeking? Who are you following? After who and after what is your soul hunting? Let me ask it another way. What brings your soul satisfaction? Ain't talking about your flesh right now. What brings your soul satisfaction? Ain't talking about your stomach right now. Because even if you can't get a good meal, uh, the, 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 the folks say Snickers will satisfy you. You're hungry, so... Ain't, ain't talking about that. What brings your soul satisfaction? 
What are the longings of your soul? In other words, what motivates you? What is your why? What is your what? What is the what that wakes you up in the morning? What's, what's at the crux, at the center of your soul that, that that's the thing that you got to have, got to be, got to know? Jesus offers himself as that and only that which satisfies the longings of the soul. Can't no man satisfy your soul. Can't no woman satisfy your soul. Oh, I'm going deeper than that stuff you've been saying brings you satisfaction. Can't no man, can't no woman, can't no job satisfy your soul. Can't no amount of money. I feel my Baptist preacher coming out right here. Satisfy your soul. Jesus says, follow me because I satisfy the longings of the soul. Do I have a witness in here? In other words, put all that other stuff down because in the end, none of that stuff will matter. Do I have a witness here? You put your hope in clothes, the right moth, will take care of this stuff. Put your hope in a house. The right wind will blow that stuff down. Put your hope in a car. The right amount of rain and the right amount of sunshine will rust that thing out. Wish I had a witness in here. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and his righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but holily on Jesus' name, on Christ, on Christ, on Christ, the solid rock I stand, all of the ground. In other words, you can have this word. Give me Jesus. You can have that stuff. Give me Jesus. You can have the money and the gold. Give me Jesus. He said, follow me. Put your nets down. Follow me. Burn up your boats. Follow me. I will satisfy the longing of a hunting soul. Whatever your soul is hunting after, Jesus says, I'm the answer. Whatever the longings of your soul, Jesus says, I will fill it. And only I can fill it. You've been trying to put this, that, and the other in a place that can only be filled by God. That's what the soul is.
The soul is a place created by God that only God can satisfy. May the Lord bless you. Keep you and make his face shine on you. Be gracious unto you. And give you his soul food.
Yes, you are. You, you are the living word. You are the answer. Jesus, you are the answer. Some of you may have questions. Lord, can you use me? After all the things I've done, can I still sit at the table? But Jesus said, come on in. While the table is fresh, you won't even have to buy. The price has already been paid. Come on in. The door's open. Don't let your past hinder you from coming. Don't be the King Agrippa today where you say to yourself, I almost, I almost, almost became a Christian. Be that Christian where you can fellowship and you can leave your past behind. Heard Paul saying, I press toward the mark for the high calling, forgetting those things that are behind me. You too can press toward the mark and have some soul food. The doors are open. They are open to you, to you, to you, and to you. For Jesus, those of that are watching us Jesus, at home what we call you. Jesus, we
things that Jesus shared. There's none more meaningful than the one he shared on the night which he was betrayed. It was a recognizable meal consisting of those those elements that had been long used in Jewish tradition as the meal of Passover. But on that night, Jesus gave that very recognizable meal new significance. He said to them, in effect, I am the Passover. You're eating of the Passover lamb. And then he said this, do it in remembrance of me. This is going to be the last meal, he says, that we're going to share together like this. But, but when I'm gone on to heaven, I don't want you to forget about me. So do this in remembrance of me. When you come around the table, communing with one another, he says, don't forget about, about me. We come now some 2,000 years later in that same tradition, communing together as family and friends in the body of Christ. But at the center of that meal is the Passover lamb. And we do this in remembrance of him. Has anyone been omitted? Does anyone need to be served? He took bread, break it, and blessed it. He said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Likewise, he took the cup and blessed it, saying, This is the blood of the New Testament, which is shed for the remission of sin. As often as we do this, we do show forth his death and suffering until he comes again. Let us drink together. And this is food for the soul. for a while. Good to see you, Joe. Good to see Dick and Joe back. God bless you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. Amen. Brother Wiggins, Brother Wiggins, bring him up here. 
On behalf of Cade Chapel Missionary Baptist Church, we want to present you with a gift of $2,550, $2,550 for the Billy Brumfield House. Amen. Come on, the doors of the... Amen. We're standing for the benediction. Amen. Safe and secure from of God in the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father and of the Son of the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace.